welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We're two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology, and mama to Bear and note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. Hi, friends. I'm here with my sweetie. It's funny. Hello. Even though I don't ever call you that, really. Like, I don't call you my sweetie. No, thank God for that. <laughs> Anyways, we are here. Evie's asleep. We had some turmeric chili, which you can find on my website, by the way. Now we're sipping on, um, we changed it up this week, and we're doing 101 cider, which is a probiotic cider that's delicious, made in LA. So we're sipping cider, and we are going to talk about Evie's birth again. Now almost, what, like seven months and a couple weeks later, we're going to dive back in, but this time from Dad's perspective. My perspective, yay. Pretty excited. So um, we were inspired to do this. First off, we didn't been talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listened to my telling of Evie's birth story yesterday um, for the second time. Now, almost eight months later, and it was pretty magical. And so um, I decided, or I asked Rusty if he'd want to share his, because I think it'd be really cool to hear your perspective mm-hmm. on the same story. And you have not listened to mine, right? No, I have not. Uh Disclaimer, he does not listen to the Modern Mamas podcast. <laughs> what is your favorite podcast? Malcolm Gladwell's? <clears throat> oh, it's either it's either Dan Carlin's Hardcore History or, oh gosh, what is, it, what is the other one even called? Don't, have, isn't it Revisionist History? Oh well, yeah, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History is great, but no, that, that wouldn't be my favorite. That's not the one I listen to on a regular basis. Um, it is the Myths and, Myths and Legends podcast. He's such a dork, you guys. I'm a nerd, I'm but sorry. But he's so awesome and so sexy at the same time. <laughs> um, okay, so in case you're looking for some podcasts to nerd out on that don't involve parenthood in any capacity, there are some options for you. Okay. We should probably get into the meat, but first, a quick update from me, because that's how we start every episode. Um, I just have one this week, and it's pretty exciting. For those of you who've been following along with my nursing saga since Evie was born, you know that I, we used a nipple shield since she was born because of my inverted nipples. And I'm happy to report that we are 100% off the shield and that she made that transition entirely herself. I was actually reaching to grab it, and she latched on. And this is after, like, what, off and on for about a month I'd been trying. Mm-hmm. She would take it for a little while and then kind of rebel. And now all of a sudden, um, she doesn't need it at all. And it's really awesome. And I, I must admit, like, I have obviously I'm happy that we started with the Shield because we had such a great nursing relationship from the beginning. But I really enjoy not needing it. It makes a big difference. And because I don't use the shield anymore, I can nurse her in the, um, in the ergo, which you guys probably seen. I've been posting pictures in my stories and whatnot. And that has been a game changer with these solo weekends. Um, I mentioned in the past, Rusty's now working CrossFit Kids Seminar. So I'm home a lot alone on the weekends and I can take the dog to the bathroom or go for hikes or go for walks or be on the computer while she eats and it's pretty awesome. (laughs) So that's been great. I get funny looks every once in a while. Not funny, more like, honestly, like at, at people admiring the fact that I'm walking two big dogs, nursing my kid and walking all at the same time. So that's been fun. Um, so that's my update for this week. And I'm not sure exactly when this is going to air to be honest either, but right now we're recording and it is the first day of February. Yes. And it's going to be a crazy one for us because you're traveling a lot. I'm traveling for work. We're going with you to Portland for work for you. Mm-hmm. You go to Brazil, mm-hmm. solo parenting a lot. I fly um, to Canada tomorrow morning. Yes. So we're, this is our date night in. Rusty goes to Canada tomorrow morning and then meets me. And I'll be taking Evie with me to San Diego. I've got a work trip. So he's meeting us there to hang with Evie while I work so he can bring her when uh, she needs to eat. Then we come home. We're home for a little bit. Then off to Portland. Then you go to Brazil. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but we're in good spirits. It's not stressful. It's, no. This is life, and it's awesome, and we cherish the time that you are here. And uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, I guess. Rings true. Truly. <laughs> okay, so um, do you have any updates since the last... So last time y'all heard from Rusty... See, I, there's a little tribute to Jess with the y'all there. Um, you, what, what updates do we have since then? Uh, no, none. None. Just living life. And if you guys haven't listened to episode, I don't know what number, but I will find it. Um, when Rusty first came on and, and we did like a rapid fire questions from the listeners, that was an incredible, I had so much fun. That was a lot of fun. And um, that was a good one. So I'll link to that in these show notes. You can get to know him a little bit better there. And then today we're just going to dive into Evie's birth story, seven plus months later. Mm -hmm. And if you want to compare the two, I told her story episode five, and that was like, I think 11 days postpartum. So a lot of time has passed. Fresh story. (laughs) It's been a little longer, so you've had some time for reflection. (laughs) Um, And I am super curious. So I guess we could just start. I started mine from that evening. Um, So September, I did this last time too, June 19th. Shit. Yes, June 19th. June 19th, yeah. You got it. Uh, <laughs> let's hear your side. All right. Well, uh, you had gone to bed because for a while now you'd been going to bed at like 6 o'clock at night, and that's just yeah. a little bit too early for me. Why did I go to bed so much later that night, though? We were just watching TV. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I can't like remember I, we why. knew on some level, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, yeah, you, you'd gone into the bedroom, and I just turned on a movie. Um, just to watch because it was too early for me to go to bed. And then, like, not too much longer, you called out and you're like, Rusty, my water broke. <laughs> and, like, instantly for me, it was still totally calm, but my head just went to, all right, I got to get everything together just so everything we have is ready to go when it's time to leave the house. So my mind went to make sure the food is where it's supposed to be, make sure our bag of, you know, all of our supplies is where it's supposed to be, make sure the car is ready to go, and then when the time comes, that's taken care of. Mm-hmm. You went and, to work. Yeah, yeah, right away. <laughs> just uh, was like, all right, time for, time for me to do my job because obviously you're going to be doing something incredibly physically hard. Uh, and so first I came into the bedroom and checked on you, and, and uh, you, I witnessed your first contraction, and I was like, oh, wow, that was pretty strong. <laughs> and then maybe five minutes later, you had your second one. And so right away in my mind, I was like, all right, well, they're already pretty close together. And then I think maybe it was the next one. It was two and a half minutes later. And uh, I uh, have my EMT license. And in our training, it's like contractions are two minutes apart. <laughs> Birth is imminent. Shit's so in my real. head, yeah, in my head, I was like, oh my God, this is going so fast. And we were maybe a half an hour into the entire process and the contractions had gotten really intense. Um, so that was what, having Paige made it absolutely awesome because Laura was texting with Paige That's back and doula. forth. That's our doula. Yeah, our doula Paige, was, who is absolutely amazing. And I highly recommend a doula uh, if you haven't considered it or if you are considering it, absolutely get one because it's great for mom. Doulas are great for mom. And of course, I, I absolutely loved our doula too. She was super helpful for me. Um, but how long did you labor before Paige came over? I can't so really remember. water broke like 940 Page came about eleven forty. Okay, it was like I my goal. My, I was thinking like I'll wait till midnight. Mm-hmm. That'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But by eleven fifteen or so, I was like, Mm-mm. yeah, get, get, get it got here. it got intense really really fast. Uh, so yeah, during that time for me, it was just a matter of just trying to support you and and make sure you're comfortable and you had everything you needed. And in in our mind, we'd prepared for her to eat and to snack <laughs> if she needed to. And so. Uh, we gave that a try. And you sliced some some. Sliced figs. Up some yeah, I was like, do you want anything to eat? And she's like, no. And I was like, well, what about some figs? She's like, okay, maybe. And then, you guys, these figs, it was in season. They were like. They were delicious. They were, they were delicious. Yeah. So I sliced them up and brought them to her. And she took one bite of one and was just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought, because I had listened to or read um, Kezia from the Whole Food Diary and she was talking about how she was like ravenous and like she just was eating like bars and like eating and eating and eating. And so I was like, I better be prepared. I couldn't even eat a th- like what was like an, an, a quarter of a fig. Oh, it, it, it was an eighth. It was an eighth of a fig because you took one bite of fresh, a quarter of a fig. A fresh fig. Oh um, my gosh. So 
the contractions were just getting more and more intense and uh our doula got there and she was she was great at balancing helping and at the same time just kind of I don't want to say staying out of the way because that's not the right word, but it was her presence was there without being intrusive at all. It's like cool she was she's so talented photos, at that. Don't yeah. you think? Because she'd like come in and then she'd step away and like take photos. So mm-hmm. it gave her like a I don't know, it was a nice flow from yeah. what I could recall. Yeah, it was really cool. Because um, mostly I remember you. Yeah. Oh yeah, and 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 obviously I remember you. Uh, <laughs> I was there. The the vivid memories I have of the labor process at home was. When you first had your contractions in the bedroom, and then I don't really have much of a memory until we went into the bathroom and into the shower. Mm-hmm. And, and you worked like almost as hard as I did. Oh uh, no, I won't say it that way. But yeah, that was really hard work because we were in the shower, and I was Laura was entirely in the shower, and I had one leg in the shower and one leg out of the shower, and I was basically holding her up. The entire time for probably 45 minutes, just like holding her up with water on me, trying not to slip and hold her. I was sitting on a, on a yoga ball. Oh, that's right. I forgot about but that. But it, yeah. it was especially during the contractions, I think, when I just like, I, I was like dead. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah. During those contraction times, it was just like she had no ability to support herself at all. So I was kind of holding her the whole time. So towards the end of that, I was like, oh, oh, oh I'm getting tired. If I wasn't. If I wasn't a healthy person, this would be a hell of a lot harder. Yeah, that's an important um, note. Being fit. Yeah, for both mom and dad, mm-hmm. it's huge. Like huge. this is an unbelievably intense physical, mental, and emotional experience, and uh, just being able to take out the factor of yes, you're physically prepared for it. I think can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So, from from the bathroom, I remember we got out of the bathroom, and then uh, you labored for a little bit in the living room. And then we went into the bedroom and laid down on the bed, and that's about when transition happened. And I remember both of us kind of, so kind of like barely falling asleep in between contractions. You remember? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Paige said I was snoring between. Yeah, and I yeah had like no Laura was idea. falling asleep. And then I think there was once when I, I all kind of fell asleep for a moment, but those contractions were intense. Holy shit. That was intense, like to the point of where Laura's in a lot of pain to the point of just like throwing up and Paige was amazing just full on caught it just knew it was coming and caught it that was ninja that was yeah that was pretty impressive <laughs> in a and, trash can not her hands yeah and then at that point um we went back out after that it was Laura said she started to feel pressure and so Paige was like okay I think it's time we gotta head to the hospital and we came got everything together I got everything thrown into the car and uh, came back in, and Laura was in the living room, and then she had, I just remember, like, a couple super intense, super intense contractions here in the living room. And then the entire time, the rest of the time in my mind, until we got to the hospital, I was just thinking, we have to get to the hospital. This sucks. Um, <laughs> but saying that, I absolutely do not regret laboring at home for as long as we did, because I, I think... Uh, being at home is a more comfortable place to be as Would opposed you to the hospital. rather just finished it all there? Finished it all there. Like, <laughs> had me, would you rather have had a home birth? Oh, no. 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 I think, I think our facility is amazing mm-hmm. where, where you gave birth. It's an incredible place and it's, it's a really unique situation. Um, so no, I, I wouldn't change that. And for numerous reasons, no. I mean, the convenience of being at home, and if we didn't have to get into the car, that would have been nice, but yeah. the inconvenience of then having to clean everything up after the fact That's what my mind goes horrible. to. Like, wall-to-wall carpets, and there's a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, lot there's a lot of blood. blood. There's just a lot of blood. For, like, the next 24 hours. There's a lot of body fluid, period. Like, it's just a lot. There's a lot <laughs> of stuff. There's clear um, stuff. There's so, stuff. So, no. I, I liked the facility that we had yeah. at. Uh, I think if it had been a more traditional hospital, I, I may have a different opinion. Yeah, and it's it, not to say that our our birthing center—it's not a birthing center—is like it seemed like it, but it, it seemed like it, but it wasn't. Like it was still very conventional in the sense that like it had everything you needed in case there was an emergency. But at the same time, they they have a really cool way of doing things. So mm. that was a rad spot. Uh, got into the car. It was in the middle of the night. What was it, 2 a.m.-ish when we made the drive? About 3. It was about 3 a.m. when we made the drive. Okay. So there's nobody on the road, which is amazing, because if it had been during peak traffic time, 
that drive that maybe took us five minutes could have taken us closer to half an hour. So that part was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you. Amy. You didn't have any contractions in the car. Yes, I did. You did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was focused on driving. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was focused on driving. But you know, they weren't as intense. Yeah. I think of... I had two and they were, I was, I remember thinking like, this is not as intense. And so I remember being a little concerned I was slowing down, but then. Okay. Now that you say that, I do remember, cause I remember having the fear of like, oh shit, I hope this doesn't stall out. Mm-hmm. But um, then remember the one when, well, I guess you, you go and then I'll see if you say this or not. Yes. Well, so, uh, got to the, got to the hospital, dropped off, Paige followed us. I dropped off Laura with Paige right by the front and then I went and parked the car. And I think you had a contraction when I was parking the car. Such an intense one that I immediately was like, okay, not stalled. Cool. So that was great. Like dead weight on page. Um, and then we got to the front <laughs> you door. You were so fast parking the car. And then I was, I said this in my episode, but like you grabbed all the right shit. We, we had a lot of stuff and you, you grabbed maybe like half of the things that we actually put in the car or mm-hmm. you put in the car. I think, I don't know how much we had in the car, but maybe you grabbed everything. But I was, I remember being like weirdly in that moment, being impressed with the fact that you like, you grabbed the food bag and my, and the suitcase, but you left like pillow or some stuff that I didn't think we needed. And yeah. it's like, I told you through, awesome, like, just like telepathically, <laughs> like just grab the important things and you did. Apparently I received the message, even though I didn't know I received that message. <laughs> so that's great. Um, remember since it was at night, the front door was locked. So you have to page in and, uh, I think you had a contraction then, but what I absolutely love is when the security guard came, he started bringing a wheelchair. <laughs> and when the door got unlocked, Lawrence just said, oh, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's an elevator, and, and he asked if we wanted the elevator, and she also said no. And in my head, I was like, my wife is a badass. <laughs> I was at a principal, and out no. of like, I don't know. So there's two flights of stairs, and we got to the landing after the first flight of stairs, and she had an intense contraction that just took her straight to the floor. Um, finished that contraction, got all the way up the stairs and we got to the front desk and, uh, the nurse was like, okay, well, let's take you in the triage. And in my head, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. Pretty sure we <laughs> locked eyes and I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> uh, so we got, we got in the triage and Laura had a contraction in triage and before the nurse did anything, she's like, okay, and we're going to go ahead and get you into a room now. <laughs> and got checked out and she was at nine centimeters and within 90 minutes of getting to the hospital, EV. Evie came and uh I just remember like starting out at your head because I I had full intent of wanting to deliver Evie and at the same time just not knowing how I would react to seeing your body in 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 such Mm -hmm. an intense physical condition we had talked about you catching her like yeah 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 like that was our plan from the beginning and at the same time I just I know that that's an intense situation um and it's physically traumatizing. And so I just, I didn't know how I was going to react to seeing that. And, and, uh, the moment that I saw, so I stayed at your head and was just giving you mental and emotional support. And then the moment that one of the nurses said that Evie was just barely starting the crown, that's when I decided to go and take a look. And, and it was at that moment, the most amazing experience ever. Mm-hmm. It was so unbelievably cool. And there was, uh, zero fear, zero concern. Uh, I was just such joy, and from that moment on, I was just like watching Evie, waiting mm-hmm. for Evie. Couldn't wait to see her. Could not wait to see you her. You being down there made the final stages of pushing easier because mm-hmm. I, I was just like I was like zoned in on your face, mm-hmm. and I could tell from your face that like she was coming. Yeah, and she you know because there's the whole like out a little bit back in out a little bit more back in so it's like this this go and then you're like you feel like you're not making progress but I could tell by your face that like every time I get a contraction and push like oh she's coming yeah because your eyes and like your face and you're just like you were looking at my vagina with like so much love and I know you love my <laughs> vagina but it was like like it like a look it's different. never gotten Probably before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so that was amazing and then, I mean, I got, I got to deliver Evie, and I know we've mentioned it before. Her skin was the first, her skin touched my skin. That was the first thing that happened, and that was taking an amazing experience and making it even more amazing and being able to hand her to you was 
mm-hmm. the probably probably the pinnacle of my life thus far, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and I, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. The entire the entire process was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Do you remember what I asked you? For- is it, is it Evie? Is it Evie? Yeah. 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 Is she Evie? And uh, I was like, absolutely she is. Because yeah. there was a there was a moment of doubt during the delivery process where I was like, I don't know if this is Evie. And we, you guys, we hadn't told any, we had maybe told, I had told like some of my best yeah. friends the name. Maybe two people. Did. So no one knew that that was our top choice. Um, except for our friends Pat and Taz knew. Mm-hmm. And my sister and my cousin and a couple other friends. Um mm-hmm. And so we didn't want to officially name her in case that wasn't her name. So we were both no. open to the fact that this might not be Evie. No. She's so Evie. <laughs> yeah, she, she came into this world announcing who she was and who she is. A little is, Evie Wilder. Which is amazing. Um, staying at the hospital totally sucked. Mm-hmm. Not that it was a bad, a bad place. It's just uncomfortable. It's not as, as, not as comfortable as okay, home. Okay, so here's a question then off that. Mm. So you say you, you're glad we had her there. Yeah. Next time, would you want to stay as long as we did? No. Because we nope. had her, I had her at 5, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. I would say if we were to do it again personally uh, in the hospital, I would want to leave by that afternoon. Yeah. You know, obviously, this that's if everything is going exactly yeah, the way that it should. And, and the baby is healthy, mom is healthy, everything is the way that it is, especially now that it's our second one. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'd leave early for sure. I wouldn't, like I wouldn't stay another night. There's no way to stay another so night. so uncomfortable. We're both very aware of what your body should feel like. Mm-hmm. And and we both know signs and symptoms of bad things to come. So, yeah, I would feel absolutely comfortable mm-hmm. leaving super early. And we've so not, I'm not condoning now. that at all for anybody because <laughs> you have a lot of experience with this stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. It was and I also just don't judge anyone who wants to stay because they offered another yeah. night. Like, stay as long as you want. We could want. have stayed for seventy-two hours I just if we wanted, wanted to. Wanted to be in our bed with you and her. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. I mean, we stayed partly because lactation. That was nice to have them checking in. I wasn't. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, that was amazing. That was um, worth staying for. And then we we came back that like two mm-hmm. days later. Yeah, that was kind of like. That was our way of appeasing them for saying we wanted to leave early. They're like, well, what about con- the... Lactation. What about lactation? Like, like, okay, we, we made an appointment. Away. Yeah. We'll come back. <laughs> um, but yeah. it, was, it was a wonderful experience. And was. so happy that I was able to, to be an active participant in that and help you in any way that I could. Every way possible. And, and, and what about when you most... climbed in, like immediately after? You climbed in bed with us. Yeah. I, it just seemed like the most natural... <laughs> thing to do that wasn't anything I, I mean that was a highlight absolutely but it's not something that sticks out in my mind because it wasn't this this far out thing was, right it was very normal what else were you us. Do? yeah yeah so he climbed in immediately if you guys haven't seen some of those photos um right after he handed her to me and i like you know she she did like the breast crawl crawled in my breast and then mm-hmm. and then um you got in bed with us mm-hmm. or you held her i don't remember what the order was yeah, they stitched me it. up while I held her. And then once I was stitched up and they cleaned the sheets and stuff, or they like wiped, you know, got that rid of that stuff, then you climbed in bed and you mm-hmm. were holding her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was magic. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds out so vividly in my mind, those moments when you were in bed. And that's, I think, why I wanted to go home so badly is I wanted there. There wasn't enough room for you to like sleep there. Mm-hmm. Sleeping was so the uncomfortable part. being in there. Mm-hmm. I wish I had brought a nursing pillow. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's a good. That's a good tip. Yeah, because I was like surrounded by all these pillows, but like I needed one. Like right? nothing quite worked well. Yeah, and we, and we never put her down. The only time she was ever in that um, bassinet thing they have in there was when we changed her diaper, and then when we ate that real shit fancy meal. Yeah, fancy quote, quote unquote fancy meal. <laughs> Anyways, I Probably. guess do you want to pick up where, where did you? I don't even know. I, I'm, I, I, I feel like we came to the end we of did. the birthing story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we had her, and she was amazing, and Rusty caught her and put her on my chest, and your tears went in my eye or my mouth, and then yeah. and then I nursed her, and it was this, like, crazy circle of life. <laughs> no, he's rolling his eyes, guys, just so you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It was magical. I couldn't have done it without you. I mean, sure, I could have, like, physiologically. Absolutely, you could have. But I wouldn't have wanted to. Yeah, I couldn't even. I. There's no way of even dreaming of not being there. There's no way of even dreaming of not having caught her, mm-hmm. not having supported you the entire time any way that I could. Like, yeah, so awesome. to, to have not been as active of a participant as I was mm-hmm. is unfathomable. So I guess that's the next phase of this is how did that impact you 
in those first weeks home. Yeah. So those first weeks homes are are hard for a father, I think, because there's not much that a father can do in terms of, like, you don't get to develop a relationship with your child in the sense of, like, baby only wants mom. Mm -hmm. Baby only wants mom's milk. And so I think for me, having been such an active participant from the very get-go, and, and I know I mentioned this in, in the last podcast that I was on, the fact that I was able to to be the one that delivered her and be the first one to touch her, like I think that helped create such a strong bond for me with her. Mm. And even though I was only changing her diapers and taking care of you and not really getting any any of the emotional... <laughs> Yeah. Reciprocation that you and her would get like from the, from the, the nursing, nursing process. Hormonal release. Yeah, totally, totally. It, you know, it, it certainly helped me get through it. And, 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 uh, yeah, it worked out. It worked out well that way. And it was nice being able to take care of you. And, and I jumped right into changing diapers, I think. Mm hmm. You changed I changed her. One, I changed right? her first diaper. And that was the first diaper I'd ever changed I was in my going life. I cross that in that moment. Because <laughs> remember that um, she wouldn't sleep? Yeah. She yeah. wouldn't sleep. We wouldn't sleep. She just wanted. She kept like latching and then unlatching and latching and nursing and sucking and learning. And then and I would like just doze. And then she would like get all wiggly again. And I was like, "What is?" <laughs> I was like going cross eyed in the hospital. And then finally, it was like the loudest baby shit you've ever heard. It was like blah, like all the um, meconium. meconium came out. And then you got to change that. And then she was like, "Oh, sweetie. and then she slept um, a long time." But I would encourage any any and all dads jump right into helping to take care of the baby right away. Like change the diaper every chance you get. It's not a sexy job, but it's an opportunity for you to interact with your child and just to touch them and be with them and, and create that connection and obviously take care of mom. Uh, mom is king. Mom is champion. She mom did. is queen. Mom is queen. She, she is the apex. Is, uh, Keep talking about how I'm queen. I'm going to refill our stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> great, great. Uh, so yeah, definitely... Take care of mom and take care of baby. And all of a sudden, I, I don't have a clear memory of the first time that Evie recognized me, but there, there was definitely like a moment in time where all of a sudden I was like, oh, she knows I am me. She like knows she knows dad. I'm dad. And I think that was within uh, the first two months or something like that. And and that was really cool. And I don't think that would have happened as early as it did if I had not been as present and active in any opportunity I could as I, as, as possible. Mm-hmm. So I highly recommend getting in there, Dad, getting right into it. And I feel like that was even before she could focus in on things. Yeah. Like she would know if she was upset or whatever and like someone else was holding her, if you mm-hmm. took her from them, she'd immediately calm down. Yeah. Because you did so much skin to skin. So much skin to skin. Having her in amazing. June was amazing yeah. because we did not have clothes on her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if it's the dead, of, even if it's the dead of winter, turn your heater, turn on. Your heater on, take your shirt off, get baby skin on and skin. And I guess that's another update we're doing right now is like we have her in just a diaper rolling around on the kitchen floor almost <laughs> nightly because <laughs> it's so good for them to be naked for skin on skin, for development, for all that. Sorry, that was just a little aside, but we just have our heater on. Plus it's, it's been 70 every day. Yeah. <laughs> Past week. Instead. January and February in California. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. Questions? Um, oh yeah, let's do some questions. Before we do, I, I did want to. I'm surprised you didn't touch on it, probably because it seems insignificant in the grand scheme of uh, bringing a child into the world. But they asked you a shit ton of questions. Oh, I was gonna bring that up. And okay, yeah. if it doesn't come up in these questions, then we'll touch on it. But I, th- yeah. I think it will. Um, okay, some questions from you guys. First, what prepared you the most for the birth? Did you, um, and how did you participate in the process? Well, I think I, I went over how I participated in the process in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was about as involved in the process as you can possibly get when you're not actually the one delivering the baby. Mm-hmm. And um, what did I do to prepare? I read Baby Wise a little bit. Which we haven't used. Which we we haven't really used, no. But I still think it's important to read because it'll make you feel a little bit more comfortable and confident when the time mm-hmm. comes and you actually have baby. Um, but I think I just spent a lot of time thinking mm-hmm. about, like thinking about the birth, what it could look like, what it's going to be like, like how I would like to react, how I might react, what and just running scenarios through my head so that 
at least it's something that's not completely unforeign to me because I've, I've consumed my mind with what it could be. Mm-hmm. And then knowing how much you had prepared mm-hmm. gave me a, a lot of confidence, just that you, you would know your body, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and I already knew that you know your body because you're a very active athlete who has been very familiar with your body for an extremely long time. Mm-hmm. And my training as an EMT gave me some confidence in knowing like what are some dangerous signs to look for and, and what are the signs that everything is going well. Um, so I, I think like the biggest thing for me is I just, I tend to think about things, but not let myself get consumed by them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll run scenarios through my head to f- just kind of feel comfortable with, with what the outcomes might be. And then I, let it go until the time comes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, it's just a part of my personality to just kind of flow with things as they come my way. And I appreciate how and, you're like, at one point we, we were going to do like a one day class type thing where mm-hmm. gonna, this one was going to come to our home and it's kind of like a hypnobirthing type thing. And you're like, awesome. And then I was like, eh, I don't really want to. And yeah. you're like, awesome. Yeah. And it wasn't like a lackadaisical, you did, it's not that you didn't care, but I think a lot of it is you trusted me mm-hmm. and also you're such a good sounding board and listener and conversationalist. And like I process everything through speaking about it. Yeah. And so we had conversations every single day and evening or at dinner. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about everything, what we, what we wanted, what we didn't want, constant births, what we do, what we were open to, which was pretty much whatever, however she needed to come into the world. We weren't like set on a, some specific birth plan. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And to touch on your idea of like, me just saying awesome and, and not being lackadaisical because that certainly wasn't it. It's mm-hmm. just, I guess for more me, it was more of whatever your, whatever birth you wanted, I was more concerned with what my role was going to be in that birth. So I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't care so much as what you chose the birth to be. Mm-hmm. All I cared about is how can I serve you during that process? That's all that mattered to what me. What if I had been like, hey, I, I want an epidural and I want it medicalized. So be it. Yeah. So be it. It's not my choice. In the, in the sense that you know what's best for your body. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you no. Right. <laughs> I'm not the one going through it. Hey, bitch. You know, like, like I mean, I, I don't think I've told you this, but in, in my mind, my, my mom was just like, you give babies. My mom was raised on a ranch and she's like, animals give babies. We give babies. That's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And... My mom gave natural births to both my brother and I, and like secretly, I was hoping for that, but I was never gonna put that on you. Right, well, I, I was never gonna project better. that yeah. on you. So, uh, secretly, I was hoping that you'd go the natural way, and I was absolutely proud and stoked that you did. And at the same time, I wouldn't have cared if you had right. chosen a different route or if we had been forced to take a different route because that's just the way the birth went. Like, it didn't matter to me. What mattered to me is that you were safe and healthy, and Evie was safe and healthy. I think that was huge for me because I didn't feel there was no. I had no external pressure mm-hmm. to have any kind of birth. Yeah. yeah, I had. I didn't feel like there was any expectation on me. Um, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what I was capable of, and you know. That, that I think that was you being that way was powerful for me because you just put your trust in whatever I felt to be right, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Sweet. Okay, next question. Yeah, <laughs> I hope that answered it. I think so. Um, having now gone through the experience, what would you have done differently, or how would you prepare differently for a future birth? Yeah. So I, I for me, the biggest thing I would change is it. The questions that we were asked, like while Laura was in labor, Mm -hmm. and this is partially our fault, our fault in quotes, Mm -hmm. because we labored at home for so long, but Laura is in intense labor and I'm being asked all these just ridiculous questions. And if they just bothered to look at our birth plan, they would have gotten all of the answers. I don't think we gave it to them. Oh, maybe we didn't. Okay. So maybe that's on me again. No, it was still in the bag. Okay. Um, But could we have filled out that questionnaire beforehand? I have no idea. I did that's something. That's something that I would I would like to look into in the future. Like if that's something dumb. that could be filled out before, it's not as dumb. It's the standard stuff, but it's I not know. something that I would want to have to answer while we're going through that. Yeah. So what, I was if like I nine could, centimeters yeah, if I could go through it again, I would not like to have been distracted by those questions. There was like fifty of them. I would have liked to have just been more present in that moment, helping you. What was you. funny is some of them I like were between contractions, yeah. and I would answer, and I'd yeah. be like, no. <laughs> No. 
Because every, I don't think you said yes to one. No, yeah, we opted out of everything. 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 We're rebels. And there's no, obviously, we say this all the time on this podcast. Whatever, that's just, uh, that was our path. That was our choice. You guys know I'm very rebellious by nature. My first response is always going to be no. Yeah, well, I think. But we had done a lot of thought and preparation. We knew our responses. What's more important is we took the time to do the research and we had the reasons why we weren't going to choose that. Mm -hmm. I think whatever whatever route you take, if you have intent, on why you're choosing one route over the other, why you're answering I'm opting out or not. Mm-hmm. As long as you know why, that's what's most important. Be informed. Yes. Um, otherwise, you're not an active participant in your own birth, and that's not okay in my opinion. So next time around, we'll be just as informed, but we'll try and make sure that the, they know our responses ahead of time somehow. Yes. So, we, so you're not having to do that. Exactly. I was so irritated. Yeah, I was irritated too. <laughs> uh, um, and then, I guess... Preparation? Would you prepare differently? No, I mean, I didn't well, really now you've done it once. So yeah, and now we've done it once. I mean, we prepared with a lot of food and I was just about to say, I don't know if we would have, I would do that again, but I still think I would. Cause who knows what the next birth would next birth would be like. Well, we ate all that food after she came. Yeah. It was, yeah. Fucking, so it was, it was ravenous. So it was, it was worth having. So yeah, I think that's really the only thing that sticks out of my mind is something that I would want to do differently. I'm glad if there's a way to answer during. those questions beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. So have a birth plan, which is what we did, yeah. but I guess we just didn't hand it over. A, I know that's the hard part. It's like we should have given it to them like right when they're like, yeah. "Here, we're taking a triage." It yeah, been well, like, I think part of it, at least for me, was was guilt because we got some serious judgment from the nurses when we first got there, um, because they're like, "How long ago did the water break?" And we're like, oh, like five hours, five hours ago." Yeah. Um, and so we got we got shade thrown at us for a little while. Did we? Yeah. I from everyone. I feel like it was just one nurse. Oh, it was one nurse and she was the same nurse I was asking all the questions. Oh, okay. So you and you got the brunt of it. Yeah. I I, didn't, I yeah. couldn't yeah, I didn't know who was who. <laughs> um okay. Um how did you feel once we came home? What was that transition like and how did you care for me? And then I love this. She added, "How did you care for yourself?" Mm. The transition was surprisingly smooth, Mm -hmm. surprisingly smooth. And I think the best way I can put it is a a couple of different friends who are fathers that became fathers before me just said, because I was, I was worried about losing sleep and all that type of stuff because sleep is just so precious to me. And they just said, you know, it becomes your new normal. Like you just answer the Mm -hmm. call right away and that's what you do. And that's just your new life. And that's what it is. And, and that's exactly what it, the, that's exactly what it is. It's just all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is what we do. I change diapers. I, I get lower food and she <laughs> takes care of Evie and, and I get the whole Evie and this, this is just, this is life now. Yeah. And it seems um, like so long ago. It does seem like so long ago. And now we're such and, equal partners in terms of like raising her and, yeah. and caring for her. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like that was a cool like spot in our journey where she was way more dependent on me and I was I was more dependent on you. I'm a pretty independent person. Mm-hmm. So I was so much more dependent on you than I've ever been. Yeah. Aside from like when I had my hernia surgery and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I wonder like that that for me was very cool because I got to just like openly for the first time in my life that I can really remember truly like just like, like relying so heavily on another human. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was pretty incredible. Yeah, it was cool. Just trying trying to anticipate what you which you might need or try mm-hmm. to take care of, just like the regular household things that I knew Laura couldn't take care of. It was freeing for and, me. Yeah, and what did I do to take care of myself? Mm-hmm. I think a big part of that was spending time with Evie when I when I could, like when she didn't need mom, trying to spend time with her. And then at the same time, um, finding little windows to just enjoy that entire process enjoy just the new life that I have and at the same time like recognize that my life is now completely different Mm -hmm. and and coming to terms with that and like luckily for me that was an easy thing to come to terms with and I I I think it just took me kind of sitting and reflecting on that like all right everything's different now Mm -hmm. but everything's so much cooler Mm -hmm. so much cooler and you got to get you went back to the gym pretty quick too I did yeah within a day within a day I was back in the gym so I think that kind of helped me Mm -hmm. um back into like kind of a regular schedule. I got to interact with the gym members and they're all great and yeah, super supportive and people training. and yeah. they were all just so excited for us. And I think being able to to find something like that for yourself where you get to to interact with others for a short window of time to to share just how 
stoked and excited you are. And I love when you would come home from the gym and I'd be like, who'd you see? And like, mm-hmm. what'd they say? And people yeah. were just, you know, so it gave us both like a, a glimpse into the outside world. Yeah. And yeah. he went out and then he'd come home and be like, so I, we saw, you know, Don and Brian O'Regan and they were so excited and they can't wait to meet her. And then yeah, it was just, so, yeah, it was I'm, glad, cool. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think that was a huge part of mm-hmm. like self care in yeah. a way. I remember being excited for you to go back because mm-hmm. I don't I don't need you like sitting next to me as I nurse her and I, I enjoyed those moments where it was just the she and I I mean mm-hmm. obviously I, I, my favorite was when we were all together but um, it wasn't like I was upset or jealous yeah. that you yeah. were going to the gym <laughs> cool okay next um, did you feel included during the labor process and was it important for you to feel like you were part of the process yes and yes mm-hmm. uh yeah, the fathers and moms like have that conversation beforehand. What, how involved are you going to be? Make sure that's established, and then make sure that you are as involved as what you want. Like, be prepared to assert yourself. Like, I was prepared to say, I want to deliver this baby. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't made as an option, like, luckily our our uh, midwife was amazing, and she asked, so I didn't have to to ask. And when she asked, I was like, yes, absolutely, I want to deliver our child so without cool. gloves. Yes. <laughs> I loved just knowing that I had you there to, like, whether I could communicate what I wanted or not. Like, I knew that we were so on the same page that you could. I felt like you were such a part of the process that if I, for whatever reason, couldn't speak, mm. you could speak for me and you knew yeah. what I wanted before yeah. I had to say yeah. it. I knew what the birth plan was. Mm-hmm. I knew what you wanted. Yeah, because yeah, we, we built that plan together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, me writing it and then you never having seen it yeah we went through every like question together so that's mm-hmm. cool um there's a lot of comments here about how, like you guys really enjoying the dad episodes i think that's really fun they <laughs> loved the one you were on last people are just they just you guys you. stop stop um what was the most surprising thing for you about the birth experience and early postpartum did you feel well prepared by the classes that we did not take. We did not take a single birth class. Well, so we took we took the uh, what did they what was it called? The prenatal care. Yeah, what was that called? Centering. The centering. So our hospital offers group prenatal. So instead of going to like your your appointment every other, you know, it's like once a month and then every two weeks and then every week, mm-hmm. we did our appointments. It was a two hour appointment basically, um, each in that spacing with the same group of parents yeah. do about the same time, and that was yeah. so fun. It was really cool. It definitely took until the. Th- third meeting for me to finally be like okay this is cool we didn't actually learn anything yeah i, I imagine for some people there's probably some great information there but i'm pretty, you, I'm pretty heavily had, engrossed in this world yeah exactly like you know a lot more than the average person does about it and uh you geek out on weird podcasts on nerdy podcasts i geek out on pregnancy and you know <laughs> you know Potato, 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 potato. Uh, yeah, but I, I thought that was really cool. But no, we didn't take a prenatal class, although we talked about it quite a quite a few different times. And yeah. each time, we we're just kind of like, didn't feel you know, right. I, I, I feel very confident in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, where were we going over this? What was the um, question? Did you feel prepared? Did I feel prepared? Absolutely, I felt prepared. And part of that was me leaning on Laura because I knew how much she was studying. Not that I relied on her. It's just he cheated I, off my test. Yeah, I totally did. I was looking at that answer key. Uh, it was it was more of I had confidence in you knowing what you wanted, mm-hmm. and it was my job to just make sure I knew what that was, mm-hmm. and that I could then support you in that role. communication. Yeah. So, what was the most surprising thing about either labor or the birth experience or postpartum? Anything surprise you? No, nothing surprised me. Like, n- nothing was surprising. Nothing was like, oh, wow, I didn't anticipate this that. This is the first question I had no idea what you were going to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to say the, the were most... Were you surprised by how things looked down there? No. Okay. No, not at all. I've, was I've it seen, gnarly I've seen... or less gnarly than you expected? It was exactly what I expected. Okay. Not one way or the other. It was just a... Like I've I've seen it before. I've seen photos now. I, yeah, I'm kind yeah. of like it wasn't super like people. Yeah, it, it was just it was more of how am I going to react seeing it done to you? Mm-hmm. And I was happy, happy to say that like, it, it didn't affect me at yeah, all. Yeah, it's. I think part of that is like it wasn't because I was so participatory in it. I guess in a way, it wasn't happening to me. It was more like I was doing it. 
I don't know if that, that's how like for me, like when I see the photos of what's going on and like, I, cause I've seen my, what it looked like. Mm. And for me it was like, it wasn't like I was being a victim of something gnarly. It yeah, was like, I, I, get, was, I get that. I was doing this. Yeah. I was pushing this baby out. I think my reaction could have been completely different if it had been a C-section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a great point. Like if it, if it had been a doctor who had been having to surgically cut you open, I think my reaction probably could have been significantly different. Supernatural. Nothing um, wrong with C-sections, but yeah. just in terms of perspective for me. So to answer the question, though, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it a surprise, but the thing that stands out to me the most is the moment I saw even the slightest little bit of Evie. Mm. That's it, when you knew it, that it, was Evie, right? No. Oh. No, it's just that's a moment that will stick out in my life forever. Mm. Because uh-huh. it's just this instant feeling of I can't even say what it is. I can't even describe what it is. But it was just the most profound change in my life ever. Mm-hmm. And it was such a powerful, powerful thing. Like fucking hit me like a ton of bricks mm-hmm. in the best possible way. I could tell. I could see And I, I guess you could call it a surprise because parents talk about it to you. They'll try and describe it to you. But honestly, there is no word. Mm-hmm. There is no word that will come close to what you will feel when you see your child for the first time. Mm. And I think that, that was the most surprising thing. And that is the biggest reward of the entire process. And it's so cool. And dads, if you listen at all, if you have an opportunity to be the first one that gets to see your kid or the mm. first one who gets to touch your kid, like you take that because it is amazing. So cool. It was magic having you set her on my chest. I feel like there was no one else in the whole world in that moment besides mm. the three of us. Oh, no, no. It was, it was like the first moment that I saw you walking down the aisle. Like, mm. There was nobody else in the room. Yeah. No one. Is anyone else here at our wedding or is it just us? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, oh, I like this one. Describe in three words or less how you felt catching your babe when she made it into this world. Three words. Sounds so lame. No, no such thing. Blown away. <laughs> blown away. Just That's two words. Two. Yeah, I know, just two words. Just blown mm-hmm. away. And uh, yeah, I don't know, this just sounds so lame, but it's it's such a special thing. It's so cool. And you get mm-hmm. the holder and it's just awesome and it happens so fast. She's so small. And she's so small. Uh, and her head was so combed. And I just, yeah, I don't know, it's just blown away because what sticks out in my mind is like, her ears and her fingers Aww. in my mind. For whatever reason, like those two things were the, like the first images of her that really stick in my mind when she was when she was actually out of the womb. And it's it just like those fingers, those ears. Like this is this is mind boggling right now. Like this is a little kid that was in my wife, and now it's in this world. And and she is our responsibility to turn into a human being that's going to be good in this world and mm-hmm. that's so cool yeah it's magic and life is forever changed for the better absolutely yeah life is no longer different it's the exact same but it is completely different <laughs> yeah it's completely different she somehow just like like just it just works mm-hmm. it's like hard to imagine life seven eight months yeah. ago for i do any- i remember very vividly though do you remember the day before she came no not not the monday but that sunday she came on a Tuesday, early, early morning. Mm. I went to labor like 9, 5, 40. And answered your question, no, I don't remember. We had like a full-on date day. So Did there's we? this restaurant called Earth Belly that I was obsessed with when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And you, we ate there well at least a week. Yeah. At least. So good. Their burger is heaven. And we went there. And we went downtown and we got ice cream at Mission um, Creamery. Mm-hmm. And I got a blueberry goat cheese okay. ice cream. Yeah. I remember it super vividly. And then we came home and... Yeah, it was just like we had this like lovely little date. We walked around downtown, and then and then that's a good day. I do then, remember that. And then we had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I had gone to the, we had gone to the beach like two weekends before, and I remember laying comfortably in the sand and like digging a hole and building my belly in it. And then like we tried to go to the beach the Saturday before, so two days before she came. I remember being miserably uncomfortable. I remember thinking like she's probably coming. <laughs> 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 and look at that, she did. The best. Well, any last thoughts? Uh, this will be fun to listen back to someday. Yeah, this will be fun. I, I guess for any of you who are about to become parents, I'm just so excited for you because it's so rad mm-hmm. and it's so fun. And uh, yeah, it's cool. I hope you enjoy it. And thanks for having me on again. It's fun. 
Yeah, we'll have to have get you back. To, get to listen to me. Interest, if you guys interesting, have other topics you'd like to ask Rusty about, uh, do tell. We're always looking for new stuff to talk about. <laughs> Personally, I just really like having him here at home with a drink and a mic because it's fun to see you just sit here and talk about life. I learn something new every time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such deep thoughts. Yeah. Deep thoughts with Rusty. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, that's it for now. Um, we'll have to come back on and talk about, I don't know what we'll talk about next, but it'll be good. And stuff then, and things. Stuff and things. Maybe how we're feeding her or sleep, naps. These are all the things people ask about. Mm. I was going to do a solo episode, but maybe I'll just bring you on because it's way more fun. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. All right, stay tuned. We love you, and <laughs> we love you <laughs> so much. And we will talk to you next week. All right, guys, take care. Bye. Oh, wait. If you have thoughts that you do want to share, email us at um, the Modern Mamas, not the, just Modern Mamas Podcast at gmail.com. And then you know where to find us on Instagram. I'm Laura.holdthespace. Jess is Jess. Nope. I'm Laura.radicalroots. Jess is just. You guys have had like uh, some sips of cider. Just, I'm, I'm good. Don't worry, this will be edited out. <laughs> Laura.radicalroots. Jess.holdthespace. Rusty is not on there, so just go to my page if you want to stalk him. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Hey guys, Jess here. Just wanted to give you the heads up on a great deal that we don't want you to miss out on. Laura and I have recently teamed up with our friends at ButcherBox to bring you an amazing offer on premium grass-fed, hormone, and antibiotic-free meats delivered right to your door. We've absolutely been loving the opportunity to put together our own custom boxes of the highest quality beef, pork, and chicken, and we definitely don't want you guys to miss out on the chance to try it too. Right now, if you visit butcherbox.com forward slash modern mamas, you get the chance to get $10 off of your first box, plus two free 10-ounce grass-fed ribeyes. You definitely don't want to miss out on this deal, friends, so get on it.